The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you're just joining us, 33 minutes left of this transfer window. Liverpool, you've got two new defenders. Ben Davis, up to, to, up to $2 million. And Ozan Kabak has come in on loan with an option to buy at the end of the season. Arsenal fans, Skodran Mustafi has gone to Schalke on a permanent deal. That's because I think Kabak has come into Liverpool from Schalke. Southampton have agreed to, de- to a deal in principle to acquire Liverpool's Takumi Minamino on loan until the end of the season. And Bournemouth, this is a really interesting one, it keeps flip-flopping. They've accepted bids for Josh King, by the way, from both Everton and Fulham, and we're hearing conflicting reports. Some reports are saying he's going to Everton, some reports are saying he's going to Fulham. Where is Josh King? We don't know. We're waiting to find out his decision. Let's continue going through the Premier League. We'll move on to Crystal Palace. They've left, let a few players out, as you can see on the right, including releasing Max Meyer. Just didn't work out, did it? And Jean-Philippe Mateta, in from Mainz, has come in as a striker on loan. Robbie Earl, mm. Crystal Palace. Yes. I was trying to think back to the last out-and-out striker of success at that club. And I think you're going back maybe 15 years. <laughs> Ian Wright's a little far. We're talking early 90s. I think you're thinking Andy Johnson Andy in the Johnson. sort of 2004, yeah. 5. Yeah. I mean, you're talking 15 years ago. They can't think of by strikers. There's, there's been a lot of striking talent, inverted commas, that's been in the football club that's not delivered, Rebecca. And I don't particularly know why. Is Mateta the man? Is my line here? He's six foot four. He's got long old levers. He, he, he's going to cause problems. He's got an eye for goal. And I'm just thinking with Wilf Zaha next to him, could actually be quite a nice combination. I, I think I think he was on the bench this weekend. Looks like he's going to start. You know, Benteke looks like he'll be there in, in Batshuayi. But you don't get a guy like this on loan who's got a decent goal-scoring record. I think he got 10 and 17 last, uh, last season. We've been seven and a half years. I've never heard long old levers. Long, long old levers. Long old levers. Yeah, he's levers. Six, four. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a Peter Crouch-esque character. Mix of Crouch and Benteke, I would say. Powerful, mm. tall. That sounds like a lot of goals. <laughs> well... Palace will hope so. <laughs> <laughs> OK, it has been a problem for Crystal Palace down the years. Now, striking issues, not normally a problem for Wolverhampton Wanderers because of Raul Jimenez, but of course he's out with that head injury. They have brought in William Jose, who played at the weekend uh, from Real Sociedad on loan. They've let a few players go as well. And since Raul Jimenez got that head injury against Arsenal, they've really struggled, as so many thought they would. They haven't won in eight. That's five defeats and three draws. William Jose... Is he the one, Robbie Musto, that can help Wolves yes. out of the pickle that they're in? I think he can, yeah. Of course, you haven't seen that much of him right now, but we know he's got a good record in his previous club, uh, a regular goal scorer. If you look at the way he plays, he's, he's one of those strikers that's fired up. He's, he's always in the thick of things in the centre. He's different to Pedro Neto and Daniel Perenz, That mm. Those two, I really, really like those players, particularly Pedro, um, Pedro Neto. So he can help them. It's just, I don't know, I kind of worry. Bigger picture with Wolves, some of the transfers, the, the, the business they did was selling... Uh, Diego Jota and Matt Doherty and Semedo and Fabio Silva. Mm. Uh, it's made them worse. It's made them worse. Doherty was such a good wing-back. He's gone to Spurs. He's not getting played by Jose Mourinho right now. 
Uh, same thing with Jurgen Jota, of course, a real talent. So, you know, there's been a lot of good recruitment there, Rob, mm. but I just, you know... Isn't it funny, Nuno talked about the stats of the new players were, were better than the ones going out, and he thought it made them better. But sometimes you've got to see things with your eyes, haven't you, and go with there. It's interesting with Jose. I saw the, uh, the game against Palace at the weekend, Rebecca, what's the highlights? It's good in the air. If they can get some service into a bit like the uh, Raul Jimenez, who they've missed, he can go and attack balls in the box, and that's something that they haven't had since uh, Jimenez has it's been, been out. It's been around the block. Yeah, it, it looks it like knows, a, yeah. Is the extreme from Fabio Silva, who yeah, absolutely hasn't been around the No, and it's, it's a big ask for Fabio yeah. Silva to, to fill those boots. Been a quiet day, been a quiet window for Steve Bruce of Newcastle United. He's been focusing on just trying to get points on the board. He did get that really good win against Everton at the weekend. None in, none in today, although he's been linked with Joe Willock and a couple outs, including US men's national team player Deandre Yedlin, who's gone to Galatasaray uh, in Turkey on a free. As I say, trying to get good results. There is that Everton victory at the bottom of your screen, but their January in all competitions has been dismal. Just a whole string of defeats. And so, Robbie L, when we think mm. about Newcastle United and we have these conversations twice a year yeah. on these shows, mm. it's the same old, yeah. same old. Mm. It's it, it's they're, they're struggling. Yeah. It's Mike Ashley does give some money. They he does. Did they buy had Callum Wilson. Yeah, they, they have bought Joe Ellington. Yeah, they have bought Almiron. You know, he does give money. Yeah. But they struggle. Yeah. There is so much wrong with this football club. Mm. Where does it all stem from for you? The ownership. It starts at the top and it works its way down and that happens at every club. Rebecca. Because he's disliked or because he's not doing the right thing by the club? Because he's putting money in. He seems disinterested. He doesn't seem to me as though he's aligned to the football club. You, you look at the FSG group who go into Liverpool and you can see they're working together to bring the club together and they get to the end result, which is his title. You never get that sense that there's that togetherness at, at Newcastle United Football Club and that, that stems with the problem. And until new ownership comes in... The fans are going to talk and we'll talk about, you know, the odd signings that come in. And the problem now for Steve Bruce is he's got 22 points, he's three worst teams below them and they're probably going to stay in the league, so why spend any more money? Well, Matt Ritchie looked like he might be on his way back to Bournemouth, but that's been Kai Bosch. And then also they're looking at being linked with Joe Willock out of Arsenal. That would be a decent signing if you could get Willock yeah, on loan. Joe Willock would be good. Hamza Chowdhury was another player from Leicester City that Steve Bruce was asked about and he wouldn't admit to that, but I think there's something in that. I mean, Joe Willock, yeah, he's going to make them a little bit better. It's just... You know, we, we just go back to the owner. He, he wants to sell. He wants mm. to sell. So mm. where, where, where's the incentive for him to really restructure or get, you know, really organise his football club? And that's what the fans are frustrated with. You know, I think they will be. That's a massive victory. The, the Everton away, a strong Everton team yeah. to go there and win 2-0. Callum Wilson, I mean, without him, they, they, were, they, they would go down this year. But he has been so good, so consistent. I think they're going to be OK. But the fans are, are livid with the football, the style and the way that mm. Steve Bruce is doing it. They're not enjoying the, the, the team at all. Well, they did play a different style, didn't they, yeah, against Everton? And Graham Jones has come yeah. in as the assistant. Yeah. And, of course, he got a lot of credit after mm -hmm. that. How much can an assistant manager have an influence over the boss? Big role, Rebecca. It's a big relationship in a football club. And, and then it's key. He's got to back his manager at the right times. He's got to be the guy sometimes to challenge his manager with things. He's got to be the guy sometimes. Like the Deli Alley situation. A good number two now will go to Deli Alley and put his arm around and go, Gaffer wants you back in, but you've got to do this. Sometimes that number two can be the, the, the good guy to the manager's bad guy, Rob, bad cop thing. I, I think he's got even more responsibility. I got, I got the sense that the manager said, have a, have a look at us, mm -hmm. have a look. And we know that tactically mm -hmm. the different, the different setup, the pressing part of it. Graham Jones. Ma yeah, Graham Jones has got, oh, as yeah. good as, as maybe has got more influence mm -hmm. in, in how they play. Just to say, there's about 23 minutes or so left of the transfer window. No more breaking news as yet. I'm sure we'll get some more, so stay 
June. Now, I think we've had a technical hiccup with our graphics machine. Oh, oh no, no, it's just that Burnley have not spent any money. And they've also not let anyone else go. And it's basically as you were. Because Burnley, I mean, it's, it's been, a, again, a classic Burnley season. They're just down in the bottom half. They're not really scoring many goals. 13 it's, goals for the season. They spent a million dollars last summer on Dale Stevens over Doesn't really play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A million dollars on Dale Stevens with that. But, but this is Sean Dyche, yeah. and they uh. have new ownership. And mm-hmm. Alan Pace, who is the new owner of the club, has said that he would love to have strengthened. But yeah. for one reason or another, it wasn't because they didn't try. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard uh, to strengthen in January, which we know. So, yeah. what are we thinking about the future yeah. under Alan Pace, the American? In Sean Dyche, we trust. So. I think there's a feel that they won't go down. They've started to get a bit of run together and look more like the Burnley. I think summer's when we'll start to look. And Alan Pace has said a lot of the right things and looks to be trying to develop the football club. But at some point, you've got to go better quality than what you've got. You've got to upgrade, I think, right winger. Maybe another centre-forward. Bit of creativity in the field. Hold on to Tarkovsky. Those are all key elements to, the, to Burnley starting to grow and, and not fighting relegation every season. Alan Pace talked about having Sean Dyche for life. He has a job... For life. I mean, he is worth his weight in gold, is he not, for this club? Absolutely is. Absolutely is. And, and you know, that graphic is so funny because it's probably been a similar <laughs> graphic for other windows. He <laughs> deals with the same squad, but, but back to the signings. I think he's looking for a specific character, a personality to be to be in that dressing room and to want to be there and to want to... What kind to, of character is that? Well, a, a good pro. A good pro that's... That, that's Certainly not moving down in his career to go to Burnley. You've got to have somebody that's, that's coming up for the most part. Mm. And he, I'm sure he's a, he's a hard taskmaster. You know, everything is simple, great attitude, great um, habits in training, and has mm. done so well for him. Alan Pace, just back to the ownership, it's been a lot of talk, and he said he's going to back his manager, and he often over-delivers, and we understand that January is a difficult window. Mm. OK, this summer, he'll want some mm. additions, and that's when we'll see if Alan Pace... And the new, the new American owners are going to really start to steadily improve well, this team. It's a bit similar to the Newcastle where the owners are not engaged. These owners seem to be, but now really? they've got to back the manager and then let's go to the next stage. I feel like you were fitting well at Burnley and Sean Dyche. <laughs> good pro, good character, good habits mm. on the training ground. Stepping this is, this stone. Is a It'd be a stepping stone to, to, Real Madrid. to a higher team. Another Dale Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> you never get one million for Robbie Muster. <laughs> If you're just joining us, we're about 16 minutes away from the end of the January transfer window. Still time for deals to be done, and there are that are some, in, some up still in the air. Not these two, though. Liverpool have got two defenders in. Ben Davis for up to two million from Preston. Ozan Kabak has come in from Schalke on loan. I can tell you that Joel Matip is out for the rest of the season with ankle ligament damage. Takumi Minamino is on loan, we think, to Southampton from Liverpool. A deal has been agreed in principle, but not yet fully done. Josh King, he's either going to Everton or Fulham. We're hearing now it's more than likely he's going to Everton for a fee of around $7 million from Bournemouth. Again, not yet confirmed. And Ainsley Maitland-Niles has undergone a medical at West Brom ahead of a loan move from Arsenal. And my colleague at Sky Sports, Jim White, who is on air right now in the UK, has had a text message direct from the West Brom manager, Sam Allardyce, to say that the Ainsley Maitland-Niles deal is done. But, of course, we don't have official confirmation. So West Brom, second from bottom. Boy, do they need some points. Did they need some reinforcements this month? They got them. We'll talk about them in a second. We're also going to talk about Fulham, who are two points above them, but still seven points away from safety. We're going to talk about Sheffield United, who are miles off the pace. And we're going to talk about Brighton and Hove Albion. They have themselves a cushion. They had that brilliant win against Tottenham. They've brought in the youngster Moises Caicedo for a $6 million fee, a midfielder from a club over in Ecuador. And they've managed to get five out of the 
the door, including Matt Ryan, who's gone to Arsenal, the goalkeeper, because Robert Sanchez, of course, now is the Brighton goalkeeper. So they've been a little bit busy through 21 Premier League matches over the course of the last four seasons. They're struggling the most right now. The previous three under Chris Hutton and Graham Potter, and now with Potter at the helm, 17th position right now. They are struggling, but they do have this huge gap between them yeah. and the relegation zone. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean a big collapse, and it's going to mean a Fulham or a Sheffield United or a West Brom yeah. coming really good to really threaten mm. Brighton. When you watch them against Tottenham at the yeah. weekend, it must have filled, filled you with great faith. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it, Rebecca. And Caicedo was interesting, so I watched a bit of tape on him, 19-year-old Ecuadorian kind of wonder kid. It's a perfect fit. And Graham Potter said in an interview today that he might not be ready yet and they're going to bed him in, but he's dynamic and go to box to box. They've got lots of technical players in the middle of the pot. This guy can run. He can get ahead of, ahead of the ball. And I go back to what Graham Potter said. I think it was in the summer window. If you don't have cash, you have to coach. And he's going to coach his players. They're not going to be able to bring the big players in. They've had a big loss this year in the football club. But when you see them play and the way they played against Tottenham, you've got every faith that this guy will get it right. I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I'm just surprised they're as low down as they are. We know that they've drawn a load of games and that's, you know, it's obviously not quite um, been good enough to win those matches. But that's the way I think they'll go more than the losing part of it. I love the way they played against uh, Tottenham and love the way they play in general. Full of technical players, recruitment um, mimics that, and it's a, it's a good story. Fulham play good football as well, but they do find themselves very much in that bottom three. They haven't yet managed to bring anybody in. We know they're in for Josh King, but it looks like Josh King now is going to go to Everton. They've managed to get three players out, but arguably it's players in that they needed because, my goodness, they haven't won for quite some time. They're top of the charts in terms of longest current Premier League winless streak. No win in ten. Now, when you watch them play football, Robbie Musto, again, there's so much... Positivity. They they like they play expansive. They play the football all over the yeah. pitch. But again, they're in the bottom three, and yeah. they've got this big big gap. It's such a worry for Scott Parker. It is a big worry. Um, really difficult to see how they can come out of it. I know January's a difficult window. Can they find a goal scorer? Because that's mm -hmm. what it looks mm -hmm. like the issue. We've talked a lot about Alexander Mitrovic and his, his goals he scored in the championship. It hasn't. He hasn't played a lot. Scott Parker's not trusted him as, as the main striker. Adam Muller Lookman's been brilliant been creative, scored some goals. Scott Barker's sifted through his squad and defensively they are so much better. But it's the attacking part yeah. that they're still struggling so with. So they're after Josh King, who now looks like he's going to Everton. They have yeah. no time to find another striker. You've My got question, to go option why two. didn't they go earlier, though? Well, you've got to have option two, Rebecca. A striker gives them a chance. They're seven points behind Brighton, but a game in hand. So it could be down to, I think, four points. Gamble. Scotty Fulham gamble. It took you so... You worked so hard to get up. You had to go through the playoffs and all that gamble on somebody that they might just score you the goals because Mitrovic hasn't worked. Cavalero's done a good job. Underneath that, they're a decent team. They play good football. A centre-forward gives you a chance. What's about his reputation as a manager, Scott Parker? Is it growing despite yeah. the fact they're in the bottom three? Yeah. Uh, the way he's conducted himself, the way his team play, the way that he... he, he the, the change from where they were at the beginning of the season, how they look, to where they are now, Rebecca, has made people think that this guy could be a, is a, is a Premier League manager. And if they go down, I think he'll go with them and, and they'll, come, they'll look to come back again. But they've still got a chance. And I'm a little bit disappointed in Fulham. They haven't gambled to, to try and get one in or two in just to give them a chance. He was pragmatic when he managed to change things around and he said we saw improvement because at the beginning they were dreadful, weren't dreadful. they? Dreadful. Way off the pace, uncompetitive. And to get them to be competitive, he's done really, really well. It's just... 
how much do they gamble? You know, yeah. you say gamble. Fulham mm. have done this before, mm. and they spent a lot of money bringing a lot of players in. They still get re uh, relegated. And you're right. If if he takes them down, they should stick with him because it's a great chance to come back I, up again. I'll mention him before I get a chance. Daniel Sturridge is still available. Oh. Daniel Sturridge is without a club and still available. Robbie L did mention him a few weeks ago. I'll give that I'm to you now. It used to be Harry Redknapp that was the king of the wheeler dealers. Now you've <laughs> got to say it is Sam. Allardyce, they've brought in four players to West Bromwich Albion, including Mbaijan for a loan fee of two million, who set up a goal at the weekend. And today has come in Okai Yakuslu from Celta Vigo, and he's got four out, including Charlie Austin, who's gone to QPR. But in comes Sam Allardyce. We think, OK, he's a safe pair of hands. We're going to get a big new manager bump. But since he came in before Christmas, December the 16th, they've only picked up five points. Only Wolves have picked up fewer. So, Robbie Musto, Sam Allardyce's magic, his new manager bump magic, his I've never been relegated, Magic. Is it going to end? Yes. Yeah, it is going to end. And, you know, I, I get it that they go to him. They went quite early to him. And we know what he's done before. And he's always managed to get really important signings. When you look at West Brom's main issues, for me, at the moment, if he's going to play this pragmatic defensive style, is they can't do it. And he hasn't brought in a, a... There's a defensive midfield player that's one of those four players to come in. But other than that, it's going to be the same defenders, for the most part, to try and do it. Unless... I'd love to see him try the other side of it. This team is built more on attacking with Pereira and, and some of the players going forward. And Conor Gallagher, the midfield player, likes to get mm, forward. Dean Garn, Please yeah. go for it. Mm. Please go. I, I don't think he will. No. He'll go with the, 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 the deep and counter-attacking. Mm. But I don't see them staying up unless they, they're, they're, they have a go a little bit more and get on that front foot. Conceded 50 goals, Rebecca. 50 goals already, that's 21 games. The Sam Allardyce teams that stay up, I remember when we were at Palace and we went to see Sam, and he, all he said about, he worked on the back four, got some clean sheets, and then you can get wins from there. This team can't keep clean sheets. I just want to go back to Fulham for a quick second because we talked about the fact that they needed a goal scorer. Josh Madger, who is a player who featured actually in the Sunderland documentary on um, a, few, a little bit earlier on last year, um, is coming in from Bordeaux on loan with an option to buy. Whether he's prolific, he's never played in the Premier League before, but he's another body through the door in the striker role. He's a, he's a young kid, I think might have even been in their youth academy and then went to Sunderland, obviously over to Bordeaux. He's a body, Rebecca, and, and he's a gamble. He's a kind of gamble. At least they've had a go. And, and do you know what? What I saw of him, and when, when I look around the Luckmans and the Loftus Cheeks and people, he kind of fits that, that group, and, and he might just bring them a little bit of life and a little bit more uh, forward threat. OK, it sounds like they've probably given up then on Josh King, and they've got Josh mm -hmm. Madger, one Josh for another, as we think Josh King is on his way to Everton. He's got about seven and a half minutes to sign that contract. Let's talk about the absolute bottom of the table. Sheffield United not looking like they think they've got a hope at staying up. They haven't reinforced uh, throughout this month. A couple have gone out, of course. And it's just been an incredible drop-off, hasn't it, from last year? Because last season, after 21 games, they got seven wins, 29 points, and they were a point off the top six. Now... After 21 games, they've won just two matches. They've lost 17. Terrible goal difference. Got eight points only, still in single figures. And they are 13 points off safety and not looking like they're going to be able to spend another season, Robbie Earl, in no. the Premier League. Are we giving them any hope at all? <laughs> I've got to ask a question. Yeah, you have. You have they needed loans, they needed signings, <laughs> and they needed a miracle. They, they've got none of the first two. Um, <laughs> and then Ryan Brewster, who was the gamble at $13.5 million uh, from Liverpool... Hasn't worked. That's but has it not? It's not worked, but he's hardly played. No, so that yeah, tells you... He's had opportunities. He's, he, had he, he's not. Opportunities. Yeah, it's, it hasn't worked, Rebecca. That's your gamble. If you go and spend $30 million on a centre-forward, he's got to come with eight, nine, ten goals. Green Brewster's yet to score. I think the, the biggest thought... 
process with me with Sheffield United. It's so difficult to explain this. Because mm. even now, Rob, even mm. when I watch them play, they don't mm. look a bad side. Uh, Yet their record is horrific. Mm. It's an awful record. But they never get trounced. No. You know, often narrow defeats. One it's lot just one yeah. nil. Slightly that, that, that balance is slightly into losing. Well, isn't that a goal scorer, Rob, then? That well, they difference. got five. They yeah, bought, they well, they've got five forwards. I'm not, I don't think they've, they've got a goal scorer. Billy Sharp's their best goal scorer and, and he's the oldest one and can only, you have to but manage even, his minutes. But, but the, the, the theory of, you know what, we'll get four or five strikers, mm. we, can, we can rotate them in and one of them's probably going to hit some form. None of them have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's remarkable and, and from last season to this season, it's got to be one of the hardest things for, for us mm. or anybody, really, to explain What's why. Yeah. Why can they be so good? Eighth at this point last year and rock bottom this season. Really, really strange. And Chris Wilder will obviously take them down. There's no sign yeah. that he's going to lose his job. No, he's a fan no, of the club. He no. did brilliantly. He brought them all the way up the divisions and into the Premier League. They'll go down yeah, and then he'll be the best one to bring and, them back. And, you know, they are equipped and the right kind of personalities and players to get back up again. So, you know, it might not be the... You know, it, the last thing they wanted to do is go down. But go down, keep most things intact and give yourself a chance of coming back. With seconds to go in the transfer window, Liverpool have themselves two new defenders. Ben Davis from Preston North End has signed for $2 million. Ozan Kabak has also come in on loan from Schalke with an option to buy. And that, Liverpool fans, is good news because in the last hour, Jurgen Klopp has confirmed Joel Matip will be out for the rest of the season with ankle ligament damage. What a season for those Liverpool defenders. But they've got their reinforcements in. Now, reports are that a deal sheet has been Submitted by Southampton for Liverpool's Takumi Minamino, which means that they have until 8 p.m. Eastern to submit the full paperwork. That's Southampton trying to get Minamino. And Josh King, Bournemouth have accepted bids from both Everton and Fulham, we are told, for his services. And it is now looking likely it's being reported he is going to go to Everton for a fee of around £7 million. Those are the headlines with just a few seconds to go. Robbie Earl, Robbie Musto alongside myself, Rebecca Lowe. And as we creep up to Big Ben, uh, ticking off at 11 o'clock, we're going to go live to our colleague Jim White over the pond at Sky Sports and see the window close at Sky Sports HQ Live. Ozan Kabak and Ben Davis in at Liverpool. Young defenders. Why them? Because Joe Matip is out for the rest of the season. And we don't know about Van Dijk. We don't know about Joe Gomez. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, one of five in at West Brom. It was busy, busy, busy. But it always is on transfer deadline day. So, you were on the M3, and you missed the turn-off for the M4. Now, you don't have a sat-nav. I do have a sat-nav. Now, is there any truth in the rumour that you called Peter's story? Yes. And you said, Peter, I know you're at home watching Sky Sports News transfer deadline night. Help me out here. I'm lost. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, he yeah. looked at... He looked at uh, he got it on his computer and told me um, the way to get out of the situation I was in because the road was closed, the M3. Right. And, uh, yeah, he guided me here. But no, no, we'll get, I'm hearing about the... We'll get back to the transfers in a second. What intrigues me is why did you phone Peter's story and not Sandra? 
Surely she would be the first no, call. She wouldn't, no, no, she's at home. She wouldn't have a clue how to get to, uh, to here. <laughs> Not a chance. But I, no, I, didn't, I couldn't work to Satnev. <laughs> oh, nor can I. So uh, I'm telling this against myself. Uh, Harry, it, 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 it is terrific to have had you here tonight because we witnessed a lot of late business. I have to say... I'm gobsmacked to what Sam Allardyce has achieved at West Brom there in terms of new bodies well, over the line. Yeah, one of five. Ainsley Maitland Niles, one of five over the line. Good signing. Good signing, yeah. As I say, the teams around them, you know, they're going to be looking at that. The team's just above them. Even, you know, Fulham have bought, have done a little bit of business. And Fulham have looked a lot better lately. I've, you know, they've been pleased in uh, how Scotty Parker's been doing with them. But there'll be one or two teams that may be five, six, seven, eight points clear of West Brom at the moment, knowing that the gap can be closed. And Sam's going to give it a real go to try to close that gap. He's not going to go down without a fight. And good on him. I love him for that. Uh, let's, he let's head back, Harry, to uh, the North East and Keith Downey. He brought this story a short time ago. So, transfer deadline day deals then. West Brom and Sam Allardyce, as Harry Redknapp was just referring to, have brought in five new players, including Ainsley, Maitland, Niles on loan from Arsenal. Liverpool have got their two men in. Joe Matip out for the rest of the season with those ankle ligament damage. Bournemouth have accepted the bids for Josh King from Everton and Fulham. Uh, we're waiting to find out whether or not King to Everton has happened. And a deal sheet has gone in from Southampton to Liverpool for Takumi Minamino. So, those are the headlines. Now, I talked about a deal sheet. If a club has agreed a deal late on in the window, like it sounds like Minamino has done from Liverpool to Southampton, they could submit what's called a deal sheet to the Premier League to buy them more time to submit the necessary paperwork. The deal sheet needed to arrive fully completed before the transfer window closes six season. This is what one looks like. And then if they do get that deal sheet into the Premier League, that club then has until 8pm, so two more hours, to submit the full paperwork. So fingers crossed for Southampton fans that Minamino's paperwork work can be done before 8pm Eastern. Now you heard Jim White there, they were just going up to the North East, up to Newcastle United because Joe Willock has signed on loan from Arsenal to Newcastle United. Newcastle haven't signed anybody else this month. We talked about it a few moments ago. What's your reaction to that signing? Uh, really good for, for Newcastle United. Um, the more you think about it, I mean he's played quite a few minutes this season you know, it's a big call, Rob, because mm. if he stays where he is, he's, he is going to get some minutes for Arsenal. But I just, I guess he feels that he wants more than that and play it week in, week out, which I absolutely respect as a younger player. But he's done pretty well for Arsenal. So a little surprise that Joe Willock is one of the players mm. that Mikel Arteta is allowed to leave in this window. Obviously wants him to get some football. What, what sort of interests me, back, and it's going to be interesting to watch it as it goes on, is Joe Willock needs a football he needs the ball to go and play and join things in, and he's a real great link between the midfield and that. If, if Newcastle are just going to play sitting back and no possession, Joe Willock's going to be no value to us. So if you're, buying, if you're getting in players like Joe Willock, you've got to make sure you can get him on the ball and get the best out of him. I just want to ask you a question, Robbie, because at the best of times, it's, it's not always easy in the transfer window for players. They have to move cities, they have yeah. to move homes, and some of them, like Joe Willock, like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, mm. are finding out tonight they've yeah. got to go up north, they've got yeah. to find somewhere to live. Mm. In the era of COVID as well, yeah. when these players arrive at their new clubs, they're going to be in a hotel. Correct. And they're going to not be allowed out because the UK is in lockdown. It's yeah. been in lockdown since early January. It's going to be in lockdown at least until mid-March. Mm. You're not allowed out for more than once a day no. unless you're going no, to training. No family possible. No family with allowed well. with yeah. you. You're it's, not allowed to go anywhere. How much harder is this going to be it, for those players? It's a challenge. And so for, for Willock, who's probably a southern lad, who's, who's you know family and, and all his friends are down there, to say, you know what, I'm going to go there and play, tells me that he's got drive. He wants to prove himself. He wants to be a Premier League footballer. And, and it's a good sign that young players prepare to do that 
and go through whatever he has to do to make sure he's getting some regular football. I often get asked around the transfer window, how much is it up to the player? So if Joe Willock didn't want to leave Arsenal alone, could he have stayed? Yeah. So it does, you have to agree to wherever you go, yeah. no matter if it's just a loan. Oh, yeah, the two clubs have got to agree the deal and then the player has got to agree to go as well. Yeah, so obviously he's a big part of this and said, you know what, OK, I want to go and play football. I guess when you think about it, Smith Rowe's yeah, an Odegaard, yeah. you know, in that number 10 role, he's probably not going to play too much, but still a brave move and a, yeah. and a good move. Good, good yeah. for Newcastle United as well. And another brave move, Ainsley Maitland-Niles of West Bromwich <coughs> Albion, because lots of players don't want relegations on their <laughs> CV, like managers don't, of course. And there's a very big chance that Ainsley Maitland-Niles won't be able to do with the other four players that Sam Allardyce has brought in, who will be able to keep West Brom up. And <laughs> that will be tough for him if he gets relegated and then, of course, goes back to Arsenal. But that's still tough. It is tough. Um, again, a player that, that... I don't know, Robert. You know, you, the expectation level at Ainsley Niles for a long time is that he's going to be a real important player for Arsenal, but never really played where he wanted to play. Again, fair play to go there and try and fight to stay up. The only thing with it, Rob, we've talked about this before, is with lone players at teams that are struggling. Yeah. Mm. Are they really all in? Are they really all in to fight to try and maintain the status? Because they know, I'm only here on loan, I can go back to my, my parent club and it's not that The benefit for West Bromwich Albion is Maitland-Niles is trying to get into the England squad for the summer. So he's got to be playing at a reasonable le level. And, and, and sometimes when you're in those situations, you have to say, I'm going to keep my standards here regardless of what else is going around me. And I'm sure that's what Gareth Southgate will be keeping an eye on um, over the next few months. Let's talk about the champions. No Martip for the rest mm. of the season out yeah. with the ankle ligament damage. Mm. No Fabinho at the moment. He might be fit for the Man City game next Sunday. Yeah. No Joe Gomez long-term. No Virgil van Dijk long-term. Yeah. If they win the league, yeah. is it better than last season? Yes. It is better. With what they've gone through, these two signings are going to be really interested. Davis and Kabak. Davis, 25-year-old from Preston. Kabak coming in from Schalke, 20-year-old. 20 are they going to play? Are they going to make the difference? Can they, they fill the gap? Can Liverpool go back-to-back -back with these two young defenders playing a part? Because that's what it might need, Rebecca. That's why they've been bought. That's why this business has been done today, to get them to a period to when some of the, the more established defenders are back in the side. It's, it's a big challenge, but we'll, we'll find out if these players are, are good enough. It could be spectacular recruitment. Yeah. If one of these, mm. just one of them, yeah. they, if they're going to look at two mm. young centre-backs for the future for very small money. If mm. just one of them look the part... Does half and, and as well. As, mm. Yeah, and then that could push... Henderson back in the midfield, Fabinho back in the midfield, that strengthens that area as well. If one of these two can be a regular partner for somebody who can get fit in that department for Liverpool. So they had to do it, yeah. absolutely had to do it. And that was one of the things that we came in here and we're like, wow, are Liverpool going to do it? Because they have a real, real issue at centre-back. Mm. When you've got midfield players going back there and, and young centre-backs that, to be fair, look like it's a little bit too much for them. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. The younger one, the 20-year-old Turkish defender, yeah, could, be I could, be, yeah. could, could do surprisingly well. And Ozan Kabak is coming in on loan with an option yep. to yeah. buy. So, so it's almost look like at him as well. It's an audition. Yeah. It's yeah. an audition. I just want to look ahead just quickly to that Liverpool-Man City game next weekend because now that Liverpool are on a little bit of a roll, they've yeah. got their groove back, they've yeah. got a couple of players so they can breathe at the back perhaps. Yeah. They've got Brighton, of course, on Wednesday. Mm. But that game... How mm. big? If, if Liverpool can win that game, yeah. my goodness, are they right back in there? Yeah, they change the narrative. They change all the talk around Liverpool that ooh, it was going to be too much, that the defenders... It's a huge game for both teams. And Pep Guardiola's side will know they've been in better, better form, keeping more clean sheets without a striker. That's, what, that's one not, not to miss. Um, I just think at the moment, City have slightly got the edge for me. Not, not, not for me. 
I think with Liverpool finding their form and Mo Salah by in incredible form right now, Firmino at the rest, Rob, got mm. the benefit of that. Mm. Sadio Mane, I'm not sure how bad his injury mm. is. Trent's playing better again. I just, I tell you what, we're going to learn more about City. Yeah. We're going to learn more about yeah. Man City yeah. and how much they want it and how much they're mm. willing to, to fight Liverpool in every area to try and come out on top, to, mm. to stay at the top of the division. It's going to be a fascinating game. Well, I don't want to tempt fate. We have bigged up quite a lot of these games recently between the yeah, big six, and it. they've let us down. But I don't get the feeling, do you, no, that there's going to be a no. goal of straw in this one? No. Liverpool forwards firing again, yeah. even without City's line. These goals from midfield and all over the park. Okay. Guaranteed goals. That's oh, what we do. No. Guaranteed That's what goals we do. Robbie Earl. Oh, that means no. a goal of straw. <laughs> Right, time for some mid-season predictions. Relegation. Let's have a look at the odds from points bet, shall we? No surprise, current bottom three, Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham are the three favourites to go down. They're followed by Newcastle, who are at plus 250, then Burnley. And after their win over Spurs yesterday, Brighton are at plus 600, meaning a $10 bet would win $60. So, for our mid-season predictions, I think both of you have just really gone very <laughs> mainstream. You're not taking any risks. Robbie Earl mm -hmm. going first. Who are you going for relegation? It's got to be the bottom three back, unfortunately. Sheffield United, West Bromwich Albion and Fulham. The gap's too big. Just can't see that amount of games being turned over and, and the, the other teams are, are picking up enough results that the, the gap's going to stay. Yeah, I mean, I just think the, the ones ahead are, are good and they're going to step. Newcastle United were the ones that, wow, they could go all the way down here. But that last result, mm. I still think they got, well, I think that's six wins now. I, mm. I think they're going to be OK and the bottom three will go. So Sam Allardyce will get relegation yes. on the CV yeah. for the first time and will do <clears> what, do you think? Um, well, it will test, you know, any other club wanting to take him in the future, I guess. I mean, but this is a harder job, I think. A promoted team that's not proven to be the Premier League ready, it's a hard ask. But listen, there's five new players mm. and, yeah. and he's... 17 he's games to go, many we'll times sail before. off on the sunset. Yeah, maybe. OK, we shall see. What about the odds to finish in the top four, gentlemen? Points bet have Man City, Liverpool, Man United and Leicester as the favourites to finish mm. in those Champions League places. Then, interestingly, Chelsea have the next best odds, followed by Tottenham, who are at plus 190. So, Robbie Musto first for the top four. Talk me through oh, the top four Champions League places. Took, took a while. To decide my last one here. Top four we're talking about now. So City, Man United and Liverpool, I think most people have... In no it. particular order. No particular order. Um, I, just, I just like Chelsea. And I know right now, I think they're what, six points behind... Seven points, I think, Champions. Is it behind, behind, no, behind Leicester? You know, they've oh, got oh, to catch Leicester. Leicester. Okay. It was Leicester. Yeah, six points behind Leicester. Yeah, Leicester mm. or Chelsea, it was for me. And I like okay. just... Mm. And, and I know that's recent. I like what he's doing. I think they're going to get better and more grooved. I think there's plenty of games to go. I'm going Chelsea for the final spot. Ooh, Rabiel. So I've gone the two Manchesters and Liverpool, no particular order. And my fourth spot, in Brendan, I trust. Oh. I'm going to go Leicester City. And I know Jamie Vardy, I think he's had the earnings coming back. I just think that it might be a bit stop-start for Chelsea. And I think it might take a little while. And I just think that Brendan might just be able to, to keep his team in there. So that this season they won't do the drop-off yeah, that we that saw, we saw last, last season. Yeah, we finish fifth in there last time round. Mm. OK, let's talk title then, gentlemen. You've given us your top four. The odds, points bet have Man City as the clear favourites. Pep Guardiola's men are at minus 400, meaning you'd have to bet 40 bucks to win $10. And then come Liverpool, Man United, Leicester, then Chelsea and Spurs in that order. Robbie Earl, who are you going for for the title? I have to flip-flop and I don't see it being as big at odds as that, but I'm going for Manchester City. To, to do it. I just think that two things have got to happen. That Manchester City form got to drop off and they're going to concede a lot of goals. And Liverpool have got to sort of get a little bit better and maintain it. 
I just don't see the two things quite happening. I think City will just find a way in the end. Do you feel the same? No, I'm going to stick with my original pre-season prediction and Liverpool. I think Liverpool, and I, I respect the odds and I understand that, and of mm. course Rob's gone for, for City. I just can't look past those front players and a manager that's so driven. I know about the injuries. For City, Aguero. Are those midfield players going to continue to score? Are they going to win games based on the goals they score? Defensively, brilliant, no mm. question. Mm. I just think they might come up short and draw a few more games. And the Champions League focus, Rob, might come in February, March, Possibly. April in the latter stages. Could that stretch them a little bit? I just think Liverpool will still do it. Well, I'm sticking with my preseason prediction. What was that, Chelsea? Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Massive joke. OK, um, let's just get you right up to date, shall we, with those deadline day deals. Joe Willock has joined Newcastle on loan from Arsenal. What else has been happening then around the place? Ainsley Maitland-Niles on loan from Arsenal. Also, he's gone to West Bromwich Albion, so Arsenal very much clearing the decks. We still haven't heard where Josh King is ending up. We think it's a $7 million deal at Everton from Bournemouth. And Southampton have put in this deal sheet to... Um, get Takumi Minamino on loan uh, from Liverpool and also just into us, just a small one, Jan Valerie, Southampton's Jan Valerie, uh, really good on his day, has gone to Birmingham City on loan. So Kavi Solikol, Darmesh Chef and Brian Swanson, who have been at it all day for Sky Sports over in the United Kingdom, have also been fantastic contributors to our show here throughout the evening on NBCSN. Gentlemen, some final thoughts from you guys, please. Yeah, Rebecca, welcome here. That is, uh, the window has closed here at Sky Studios in London. But as we know, it's not quite over until the paperwork is complete. We understand this evening that at least two deals are subject to that deal sheet. Uh, Damesh Sheth and Kavi Solikal are going to bring uh, the very latest on this. Damesh, your source called it live on NBC earlier tonight. Josh King has indeed gone to Everton. We're just waiting for that to be signed, sealed and delivered. Yep, I, I will be trusting and using that source again because Josh King has chosen Everton. He's going to sign a short-term deal until the end of the season. This was one of the deal sheets, we are told. So Everton between 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock this evening. Where are we now? We're about 20 past 11 UK time. So between 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock this evening they put in a deal sheet that had to contain the player signature and signatures from both clubs as well as the full payments. Once that goes in, they have until 1 o'clock in the morning to sort out that deal. All of that paperwork is now with the FA. It is being sorted out now. It is all being finalised. Josh King will become an Everton player and it's a short-term deal until the end of the season. He had a contract, of course, with Bournemouth until the summer, but now he is joining Everton. So that's about one hour and 40 minutes left to complete. And Kavi Minamino? Uh, yes, uh, Takumi Minamino is joining Southampton on loan. Now, talks about this potential move only started uh, this morning. Negotiations move very quickly. He's had his medical, but he will not be able to play for Southampton against Manchester United tomorrow night. The deal was not done in time. Interesting, of course, because Liverpool signed him just 12 months ago uh, from Red Bull Salzburg for about £7 million. I think they paid his release clause, but he hasn't been playing regularly enough. I think he wants to play more and Southampton were looking for another forward that is why he has moved there just one final point to make about Josh King as well shows just how much the transfer market has changed 12 months ago 
He almost joined Manchester United for £25 million. Uh, Bournemouth turned down that offer. In the summer, they turned down £13 million for him from West Ham United. And now, because he's only got six months left on his contract, he's leaving for very, very little. Shows you just how much has changed in the transfer market because of the coronavirus pandemic. And the big deals today involving Liverpool. I just wonder how Liverpool fans are feeling at the moment because the whole window they've been begging to bring in central defenders. And the whole day we've been talking about Ben Davis and Kabak joining from Schalke and from, from Preston. And they've got those deals done. But since then, they're announcing the fact that Minamino could be going to Southampton. I'm not sure what Liverpool fans would think of that. But also... The central defenders that have come in, it's all been overshadowed a little bit now because Joel Matip is missing the rest of the season with that ankle ligament damage. So they're three frontline first-choice defenders, Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, likely to be out for the remainder of the season. So just to wrap things up here, the confirmation uh, that we're hearing from various different parties, at least two deals. We're just waiting for them to be formally approved through the paperwork, through the Premier League in particular. We have seen the vast majority of loans being done throughout this winter window, Rebecca. It has been a window like no other. We are living through a global pandemic. We are also here in the UK living through life after Brexit. And lots of deals involving overseas players have been hampered by a lot of different uh, bureaucratic processes that have to be done. But it's not been a bad window and we've had uh, a fairly busy deadline day. Brilliant stuff, brilliant insight as ever from Brian Swanson, Kevin Solakal and Damesh Sheth over there in the UK in West London. Um, and they're right as well, it's been a yeah. quiet window and the Josh mm. King thing is fascinating. £25 mm. million pounds last year that Bournemouth said no to Manchester yeah. United and we think he's mm. going for £7 million, that's about £5 million, <laughs> um, up to Everton. That's one we think of the two deals yet to be confirmed, the other one being the Minamino. Mm. Um, but Josh King to Everton on a short-term deal yeah. to the end of the season, what do you make of that little twist? I think that's the reason why Fulham was still in the race and maybe it was a longer deal with, with a better opportunity, but it, it's, it's what he's had to take and it, it's where football is at the moment. And, you know, the bigger picture to, uh, today, because Liverpool, desperate for, for a centre-back, I think they knew the Joel Matip thing and that's why they went to work. They've got, was it £5 million worth of one loan and one buy? Because there was £50 million deals in this time and not going to happen. Manchester United maybe would have liked to have gone and done something. They can't spend the big money. Even the very big clubs, with the great resources that they can, have had to kind of temper it down. It's interesting, Robbie, because over the years we have talked, I think I've probably talked about this on television for almost 20 years, that the bubble in Premier League football and in English football at some point was going to burst. And it never looked like it was going to happen year on year. Um, Has it maybe just been punctured a little bit by an outside situation being yeah, COVID? The, the, it's a roadblock, isn't it? And, um, and the situation in the world absolutely makes sense. Revenues are down. The stadiums have been empty. I get the, the worry from some of the owners of where this is going to end up. And, and I, I, but I'm still surprised that a United or a, mm. maybe not so much Chelsea, but the t this, it's kind of an open Premier League. There's teams that are close to it and, and that one or more of them didn't just go and spend a little bit more money in this window to try and do it. And that's one of my headlines. Also, the struggling teams, Rob. I don't, I don't mm. think they've done enough to avoid I'd go. getting Even West Brom? Yeah, I don't think they have. I mean, it's very difficult. It's, of course it's yeah, very difficult. But it almost feels to me like if I was an owner, not sure we're going to do it, let's not spend right. so much. I think it right. seems more that mentality than let's have a go and, and I might stay in there. The other interesting one for me today is we talked a lot about what's come in. I think it's, big, it's been a big window for Arsenal. Yeah. What's gone out? 
And what does effect does that have on the football club? It, it feels like a new start now for Arsenal. It, it's all the players who are going in the same direction with the manager. I think there's a lot to look forward to in the second I, I, half. Another of the season. something else could be a new start. Deli Ali didn't go to PSG. Big mm. call from Mourinho. Start mm. playing him. Yeah. Start playing him. Got to play him. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.